I'm excited to introduce my next guest, Detective Rudy Perez. Uh, so I have a question before we get started on anything else. Have you ever been shot at? Yeah. Okay, not as a police officer, but before I became a police officer, I, I was shot at. May I ask in what situation? Like That was an interesting situation was where we lived. We lived in a very uh, we lived in the in the San Fernando and Pacoima projects and it was a very gang infested area. So um, is one of those things where bullets would fly and you just get down because that's what happens. It was like regular for you guys. Yeah, it was kind of a regular. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people say that going, I, I don't know. We, we heard gunshots growing up all the time. So when I became a police officer, it wasn't a, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, okay, what's that? I go, I knew exactly what a gunshot sounded like. Is that officer or detective? Uh, actually, now it's sergeant. It was detective. I was a, I, I was a detective for the last seven years. And about a, two years ago, I got promoted. So now it's sergeant. That's amazing. So you're with the LASPD. That's the school police, right? Yeah, so a little bit of the school police department. It's uh, it's an organization that has the privilege to protect seven hundred thousand students over seven hundred ten miles of jurisdictions in twenty three cities and over thirteen hundred locations is where our police officers uh, have responsibility of. It's amazing. Yeah, it's a pretty amazing organization. Well, this has been a difficult adjustment for students. We get to sleep in late, do our work at whatever time we want. What's the biggest adjustment for you? You know, it's been interesting. I, I, I've been telling some friends of mine, it kind of almost feels like Groundhog's Day. But I'll tell you a pretty amazing operation we've been handling now. And I don't know if you're following it online. We have about 65 locations. We call them food distribution locations where we are uh, distributing food to people that need it during this time. So as of today, we're up to 7 million meals that we've been able to, to give away. And at those locations, what we provide is the safety and maintain order and make sure everybody gets in and out safely and uh, that the whole operation runs safe and sound for everybody. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty amazing. Well, can you tell me something incredible or like different that you've seen in the past month? So it's been very interesting to see people come together. Uh, at the same time, crime during the day has dropped. And then the turnaround has been that our burglaries have gone up significantly. So we've been, our, our schools have been burglarized and vandalized in so many ways. And not to get into percentages, but it's gone up about 35%, which is a lot. And we have been arresting a lot of people coming into our schools and burglarizing our schools. And so those are issues and challenges we are seeing right now. Have you ever had to find someone for not social distancing? No. One thing I can tell you is as a police officer, I still believe to this day what the Constitution stands for. Even though we are trying to practice social distancing, uh, at this moment, the people that we've been engaging with and encountering with have been pretty calm. Here and there, you'll find somebody without a mask, but I think they create that space of six feet and they keep going upon their day or, or else if we find somebody that might need a mask and we might offer them a mask. Sometimes some of our officers would carry extra ones. But um, no, not not as of this day. Oh, okay. What's the number one question, concern, or issue you hear from schools, families, or students? You know, it's interesting. We're finding out that learning online has been challenging for some people because you got to realize we all come from different economic locations or is there internet even access to that child 
or student when they're out and about. Also, the challenges of being home for a long time. Some people live in some closer quarters than others, and people just still want to get outside. But uh, those are some of the interesting things that we've seen uh, arise out of this. And and the e-learning and spending time on whether it's a tablet or a computer uh, or cell phone. So it's definitely a challenge. I'm sure uh, you can tell me about that, too, because I'm sure you've been learning that way. Yeah, I have. Um, Do you think that it would be fair for people to hold kids back for not having internet to not being able to do school? Well, you know what? I, I, that is a very fair question. And my thoughts is this. I believe you got to look at both situations. If I, if I pass somebody that doesn't have the capability to perform in the next level, I think I fail them too. At the same time, I can understand and empathize when somebody goes, you didn't prepare me for this. How can I not pass? Right. Uh, so the question in mind is, how do we as a society move forward in this? Do we continue to work through the summer school, even at home, right, to get people caught up and then use our e-learning platforms? Or, you know, what is the, what are the, the ways we can catch up in the fall? And maybe we can do extra classes or some extra online and some extra on-site that we can get people to catch up on. True, true. That's just my thoughts. Um, how has this whole COVID-19 thing affected you personally? Well, you know what? I, I have such mixed feelings to this. Uh, reality is we have had a few people from our department uh, that have been recently retired that passed away uh, because of COVID-19. And we've had a few officers uh, get sick. Um, so it's real for some of the people that I that I know. And then I then part of me really kicks in and you start looking at all this crazy messaging that comes from social media that, you know, one person says it's fake. The other person says it's not fake. And then you have doctors saying it's fake. And then you have other doctors saying it's not fake. And you have nurses that are crying because they were seeing some deaths. And then you got other nurses that, uh, that we've talked to and, and now are online going, I'm being laid off because we don't have enough work. And some of this, some of their conversation is this has all been a hoax. So I'm so torn and mixed because we live in a society where some of our news that we get, we can't even trust anymore. And I'm not trying to get into a political conversation. I'm just saying, who do you believe? Like what's true or not? So those have been challenging things. Yeah. And that's how I feel. So I have such mixed feelings. It, it would be very traumatizing to see deaths from a virus. Yeah, absolutely. It would be. How do you feel about that? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I think that so much to the point where I can barely comprehend it. So you're having a hard time understanding it also. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about about being quarantined so long? Um, it hasn't been really bad yet, but so far it's been decent. Do you miss going to school? Yeah, actually. I miss like socializing and hanging out with my friends. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been fun times hanging out with dad, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Officer Perez, you're a cop. I'm a 12-year-old. You and I share something in common, the love of donuts. Ah, do you? Yes. Has COVID-19 impacted the availability of these? Now, I will tell you one thing. I am not a donut fan. I'm more of a bagel fan. So oh. That's kind of who I am. So, yeah, I haven't had a bagel actually in a long time. 
Anything I can tell you or describe for you uh, uh, from a student's perspective of all this? You know what? I would love to understand your perspective of how do you feel when you see some of the social media stuff online that talks about officers enforcing social distancing? How does that make you feel? I don't know why, but it, it just makes me sad because if someone has a virus, it they can't control it. Like if someone's getting close to them or they're getting close to someone, it's not, it's not their fault. You shouldn't be fined for it, but you should at least attempt to stay away from other people. Yeah, I, I, and I agree with you. How does it make you feel when police officers are, uh, you know, across this country trying to enforce or actually, I, I mean, I've seen some people being arrested for it. Um, how about people? I, I would love to know your perspective when it comes down to people that will need to work because they have to bring food to the table. And if they don't work, they don't have food on their table. What's your thoughts on on banding some of these people that can't go work because the governor says they're still closed. What's your thoughts on that? I think it's horrible. I think the electric bill, I think the water bill should be free at this point because we're all trapped in our house. We don't have any money to gain. We're just losing it at that point. So we're not gaining from any of this, my opinion. I can see that. I'll tell you this. It's an interesting perspective, an interesting time we live in. Um, And I believe people are getting to the point where We have to open up because I believe the quarantine will cause more more challenges than what we will eventually see of of us flattening the curve of this virus. Yeah. Um, What do you think is the best thing about being a cop? You know what the best thing about being a cop? It's the ability to make a difference in emergency moments. Because I always tell people, police officers get paid to think. And there's times where we're going to make split-second decisions in seconds that literally can uh, can bring life or death. And I believe the job of a police officer is to, is to think and have the ability to think in those critical moments when, you know, people call 911 because they need help. There's no more – there's nothing else they can do to assist the situation. And part of the job is uh, I like coming in and bringing peace in hectic situations, I like thinking for for people sometimes when it's so hectic, you got to take a breather, you got to you got to slow it down and get people to think in the right direction. Um, I've been able to do that in so many ways to get voluntary compliance sometimes, even with people with weapons. So I like making a difference in emergency situations. That's one of my favorite things. Well, that's really nice. I um, appreciate it. I think that's it. That's it. Well, I appreciate. Yeah. I, thanks for spending some time with me. No problem. And uh, thanks. Uh, you know, I appreciate your colleagues that are out there and the kids that are going to listen to this. I want you, I want to encourage you to one thing. Always say hi to a police officer. It's nice when we hear somebody say thank you. That means the world to us. And uh, and all we ask is just to for the mutual respect to go back and forth. And we have to learn continuously to respect the public at all moments in time also. So I appreciate you taking the time and, and working with me here today. No problem, and thank you so much for coming. Anytime.